It's Tuesday afternoon. I hope y'all's weeks is getting started great. Get ready, strap in, grab yourself by the underbritches, and pull them so tight you talk in a falsetto. It's about to go down. Kettle cooked chips. Kettle cooked chips, the supreme chip. And I would even argue that the level of goodness of a chip is proportional to its crispiness and crunchiness and thickness. I love a kettle cooked chip. Usually they're caked in flavoring because in they're folded up, they ain't like a whole chip. When you do get a whole chip that's kettle cooked though, it's big. It's a big boy. It's like one of them big cookies you get. The, what's the uh, aunt, aunt grandmother, grandma, grandma, Annie? I don't know. They're some fucking grandma's favorite cookies. They're big cookies. And that's how big kettle cooked potato chips are. When they ain't folded up. But that ain't the reason that I like them exclusively. It's mostly the crunch. I'm a big crunch guy. And regular chips have, they got a crunch, but it's more of a flake. It, they like break and flake. I don't know the benefit of that. I will say thin chips are worse than regular chips. Because thin chips, they're like, they're brittle. It's, you ever, you ever like strip the top layer, better yet, you ever had a tortilla chip that's bubbled up and then you bite it and you break it and it's like extra salty and everything, but just on the one side, not on the other side of the bubble, get all that goodness out. That, that's the shit, but you can't get them bubbles with a thin chip. They don't, they don't bubble. They're, they're all baked or fried or whatever bullshit Lay's is doing to chips these days. One time I seen, one time I seen uh, How It Works. Y'all familiar with How It Works? Uh, it's a TV series or a YouTube series and they go through how popular things that you enjoy are built. How they're made. How it's made. Hats Made. I had the name wrong initially, but Hats Made is the name. So, Hats Made, one time I was watching it, and they had potato chips. And they just get a ton of potatoes, they put them in a potato cutter, cuts all of them, and then they ship it through an industrial-sized fryer, and then baker, what's a baker, an oven? You don't. You can't ship things through a baker. That's human trafficking. You, you gotta do it in an oven. So they're in an oven, baking away, and when they're kettle cooked or when they're thicker tortilla chips, that frying time is is a. It's an actual portion of the time that they're cooking. Gets them crispy. Gets them hard. But them thin chips, they don't fry like that. They skip that whole step. 
they put it on that baker's belt and they just send it through to heat up. Which is why they're less good. Right? Thin tortilla chips, they don't even hold salsa. If you can't hold a chunky salsa, why am I eating you? I like a little bit of chunk. You know? Just vegetables. I want you to be able to hold vegetables. Not even meat. Nacho chips are a whole nother kind of chip. You gotta have like crispy, crunchy, and thick for a nice nacho chip. Especially if there's meat. You ain't putting no meat on no thin chip that's about to break through. You're gonna have to eat it with a fork. Just getting salty crumbs. You may as well have got croutons sprinkled it on your ground beef and cheese. I prefer a kettle cook to even like a, like a ruffle. But a ruffle's second best. See, Lay's copied ruffles with waves. They got Lay's waves or wavy or something. And that's, that's the intermediate size between the... So there's thin chips. Then there's regular chips, just like your regular barbecue Lay's or Lay's Lay's. You know them original, like just salty potato chips? Those are thinner, but they ain't quite as thick. Sometimes you get a little bubble in them. In them thin chips, you can't get no bubble in. And then there's kettle cooked, and everybody's on the same page with that. But there's this intermediary between regular and kettle cooked. That's the ruffle. The ruffle was... But I think because of the shape, maybe, maybe they're just as thin, but because of the shape, they have a better crunch. They're more rigid. But I think what it actually is, is that they're a little bit thicker than the regular chip. So Lay's caught on that they had all the same flavors as Ruffles, but yet Ruffles in those flavors, which Ruffle ain't got all the same flavors as Lay's, but you you know what Lay's gonna do. They're gonna sneak in there and take a good idea. So Lay's sees that and goes, oh shit, we need a third size chip. Now I can comfortably tell you that the Lay's wavy chips are indescribably better than a ruffle. So they successfully stole the idea and, and took up that third piece of the market share. One time I seen a one-armed guy, and he was going to go shake a hand, but he only had his left arm. And it created like, like the double-sided confusion, you know what I mean? Because if, if you go in, if you got your right hand out, and they got only a left arm and they go to shake hands now you're either grabbing the outside of a hand or you're flipping your whole ass hand for a handshake you and can't you can't put out your other arm i could but people wipe their asses with their other hand like i don't want to shake that's why you have a left hand <laughs> To wipe with? Yeah, to wipe with. What are you talking about? You don't want to be shaking nobody's hand. I mean, if you're using Charmin Ultra Strong, maybe you won't get shit on your hands. But that kind of cheap-ass one-ply I buy, 
you ought to use your non-dominant. You know? I guess never mind. You gotta use your left, because even if you're left-handed, you still gotta shake right hands. They must be a bitch for left-handed people. Could you imagine just being born part of 17% of the population and everybody else is shaking with the arm you don't like to use? They demand it. They're like, bitch, we're 73% of the population. If I did not 83, I did them numbers wrong. <laughs> bitch, we're 83% of the population. You don't get to shake with your left. You think two lefties ever meet and they both go to shake with their left and they have a mind meld? Lefty friends are bestie friends. But I'm right-handed. Fuck <laughs> left-handed people. <laughs> I never got that shit. Left-handed bitches always crying about how they get pencil on their hand when they write. So they drag their arm. Don't drag your arm then. Learn how to write different. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I had this lady sat next to me in uh, like late elementary school. And I remember she always used to clean my desk because she would knock into my arm when we was writing. So like, I didn't make her clean my desk. She just, she was like a real Christian lady. So I think she felt the need to repent or do some kind of service for fucking with others, you know? And she was left-handed and we would bump arms. And every time we bumped, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I had, I had a weird kid too. You ever meet a kid who has like too many toys at school? By, by fourth grade, you should be done with toys in the classroom. <laughs> Before that, you should be done with toys in the classroom. But this kid had one of them like, it was a rolly ball and you roll it and when it found metal, it would open up into a character. Dragons, it'd be snakes, he'd be like rhinoceros, shit like that. And he he had like 12 of them, and he would flick them like they were marbles across everybody's desks, because all the desks were connected. It was like, it was a fucking table with chairs at it. So he, he would flick them, and when they got to the edge, there was like an edge, like a border thing that was all metal. So he'd always fucking open on the edge. And so I'm sitting there writing, getting my fucking arm bumped by Miss Lefty over here. And I'm having Toy Boy flicking fucking Bakugan into the middle of my writing scene up in here, opening up. So then I just picked him up and I hooked him. I hooked them sons of bitches. One of them broke. Another one just folded back up into a ball. Completely counterproductive. Then I got in trouble for throwing shit. Can you imagine? Yes. You got a left-handed bitch out here bumping into me and I'm getting in trouble. Anyway, she was a lady. She was a nice lady. My grandma's left-handed. It's my least favorite thing about her. Everything else is cool. She needs left-handed scissors. Scissors work both ways. 100%. And I, I ain't trying to hear none of you lefties in the fucking comments.
telling me, no, the scissors are different. If you get the left-handed scissors, they got the proper grain and they don't wear and tear on. They're fucking scissors. They're like $12.99. Get a new pair after you wear them out. How often do you cut things? I own a pair of scissors. I use it once a year. What are you cutting? I am a sank drinker. And I don't know if y'all are on the same wavelength as me, but I like not wasting a cup. I'm saving the environment. Turn on the faucet. Drink right out of that some bitch like the garden hose. That's what I do. So I'm a sink drinker. Tap water. It's my thing. And I'm on vacation. I am in a foreign country known as Italy. And then my Italians got different customs than we do in the bathrooms. Right? Like, if you go, they don't believe in toilet paper. They have a, a second contraption called a bidet. And you press the handle down, kind of like uh, those press and release handles in, in hotel bathrooms. You don't turn on the faucet. You, you press it, release it, and it spews out a little bit of water at a time. You ought to press and release again, press and release. You want a constant stream of water. I didn't know what a bidet was used for. So I'm over there in Italy standing in a bathroom with my brother commenting on how nice their second sink is. Like, damn, they got it. They got two sinks in here. This one's kind of low. It's about the same size as the toilet. And I was like, have you used it? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, is it fresh? And he goes, yeah. I was like, cool. So then, I start washing my hands and drinking out of it. And that's when he starts laughing and goes, I use that to wash my asshole. Not but 15 minutes ago. I didn't mean it was fresh to drink. You know, like it was just, it felt refreshing, not fresh. Which ain't, it ain't helpful to me now having already drunk that bidet water. But it is what it is. I got, I had to suffer through it. And I gotta tell you, it was just as clean as the tap water. I kept drinking out of that some bitch. Besides, it had a nice angle. You don't put your butthole right up to it. So, it ain't, it ain't like you're running into nothing. Which means it's just shooting out a little water stream. See, you just tip like a little deer in a stream. Just press that bidet. And... Y'all, get you a bidet. It's $25. You'll thank me. And if you got any children, now you got a water fountain.
I got offered to join a club. That may happen to you. You ever have a buddy come up and go, hey man, there's something you could do that I already do that's real cool. God damn it, I'm gonna have to move that. <laughs> See, it's a club, right? Or, or a, a, a thing to go do. And at first, when my buddy offered for me to go join his club, I was like, yeah, bro, I'll go check it out. That's cool. But then, the more we got to talking about it, it turns out, in order to go into this club, costs $175 a month. I ain't into paying dues, is what I'm trying to say. I don't believe in paying. I'm done paying for things. I ain't trying to steal nothing. But I'm done, I think rather than paying for things, we should just all do less shit. Stay home, enjoy the, the backside of your eyelids a little more. Having a good time that don't involve having to pay to do something. I just ain't in to paying to do something. That's why I like parks. You can go to a park, strike up a conversation with somebody, maybe steal a dog. But you're getting that interaction. And it's completely free. 100%. Worst case scenario, you meet somebody, you strike up a conversation, you decide, let's go to McDonald's. One dollar drink. Boom. One book. That ain't $178 a month. Jesus. I, if Netflix was $178 a month, nobody's buying Netflix. I ain't buying Netflix. Shit, if Netflix was $22 a month, I ain't buying Netflix. What you mean? I, it's 16 right now and I get passwords. I ain't about to go out here spending no extra money. And you think your club is going to be something I use more than Netflix? Hell no. So I'm talking club prices. If you're starting a club and you want to invite me, I'm expecting prices below $16.99 a month. Okay? I don't care what kind of activity it is. This could be anywhere from, from skee-ball, you know, to yachting. If you want to go on one of them like cross-country sailing yacht things, I'm down, bro. But it's got to be $7.99 a month. <laughs> I, can, I can do a yacht trip, but only for cheap. Mike Goldstein. A name you would know if you went to the same websites I do. Recently, I was on a luxury real estate site looking at things out of my price range, but nevertheless, I was looking at them. Checking out probably like 10, 15 different homes, you know, going through marble, ba marble bathrooms and stone archways and being picky. Just like, no, I don't like their staircase. I don't like this. I don't like that. 
you, you know, bitching about a mansion that you don't got. And I didn't think nothing of it because it's 3 a.m. Google searches. We all know about our 3 a.m. Google searches. Most of the time they ain't pretty. So I was pretty proud of this one, if I'm being honest. Relative to normal. And the next day, I wake up and Mike Goldstein is on my ass calling about the houses I was looking at. I didn't give him no information. I didn't, not even in the conversation. When I was on the website, I didn't type in nothing. I just scrawled. So how this guy got my number and how he said, Hey, Roscoe, I seen you was on my website last night. Wait, side note, question. Your website? Do you own all them fucking houses? Like, is he that guy? You own LuxuryRealEstateLasVegas.com? Mike? And you got the kind of time to call me? Mike? What? You should be busier than this, selling to people with actual money. What on earth are you doing, man? You gotta know your clientele. Albeit, I am flattered. Because he keeps calling. He's more persistent than my mother. My mother, she, she called once, twice. She gives up. She just texts me. She goes, hey, call me when you fucking can. Cool. Mike don't take call me when you can for an answer. Mike's been texting, calling twice a day. I gotta ignore him. I'm turning down a nice man with a real estate business. I'm turning down his attention. This with a tie, I could totally buy luxury real estate. What do you think I'd have to put down on a piece of real estate? Like, all, all of your money? Like, no, dude. Like I'm talking like percentage of the house. So you think, okay, it's say one of them $3 million bachelor pads. There ain't no way he's trying to finance the people at 20%. That's, that's $600,000 you're going to have to put down. For you, yeah. For me? Mm -hmm. He ain't going to give me a good deal? A credit line? I feel like that is a good deal. I mean, that's the normal deal, but that don't make it a good one. Remember in 2008, strippers were buying six homes. They had a fucking real estate portfolio of $5 million, some of them strippers. And I can't get a nice 0.01% APR on a, on a $3 million mansion with less than 1% down? No, we need 600000 This ain't the... This ain't the... Damn. This ain't the... Mike driving a hard bargain. I think what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna respond and see if maybe we could set something up. How great would it be? We could go and look at a house, like a nice, expensive, like a nice $3 million bachelor pad. Mm. <laughs> Pull up in my 1997... Toyota Camry with 217,000 miles.
<laughs> in a missing hubcap. <laughs> Fucking pimping, baby. <laughs> Buns versus lettuce wraps. The new war going on in fast food chains everywhere. Nobody used to offer lettuce wraps. Nobody. In fact, I never even heard of a lettuce wrap until I came to the city. We always use buns. They're like $1.99. You can get 50 of them. Kind of soft. Good shit. But come to the city, and I find people out here eating burgers wrapped in lettuce. And at first, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't on board. Lettuce is a topping that goes on a burger, was my opinion. Goes on a burger. It ain't around the whole burger. It just is on the burger. Typically, under the tomato. You gotta have something on top of the lettuce to kind of hold it down. Otherwise, it's too light and it, the bun leans weird and it can fall off. Especially if you got a crisp piece of iceberg lettuce. And we all know the best kind of iceberg lettuce on a burger is a crisp one. We know it. So, here's the real, here's the real question. The crux of the matter, if you will. Lettuce wrap or bun. And let me do you one further and say the best lettuce wrap versus the best bun. Because, okay, if we take it, if we piece it apart and say the worst bun versus the best lettuce wrap. You got a winner in the best lettuce wrap, only because it's crisp, but it ain't that far of a winner. It ain't that far ahead. It just ain't. It, it's good, it's crisp, it's fresh, but it's only winning because that bun is stale and hard and or grainy. There ain't nothing worse than a grainy bun. When you know these motherfuckers went and bought some Wonder Bread for their business, I'm out. I like freshly baked buns, if I can get them. I don't know how many burger places sell them, but I try to get them. Then, if you say a bad lettuce wrap versus a bad bun, I mean a bad lettuce wrap is bad. It's, it's soggy, it's loose, it's that like brownish olive green coming around your, your same, you're going to be, it's going to be sliding and slimy. Bad lettuce wrap is bad. And a bad lettuce wrap is way worse than a bad bun. By a lot. Right? I think, I don't even think there's no question. So then if we get to the real good lettuce wrap, crispy, crunchy, with a nice burger inside versus beautiful bun, nice golden brown, they freshly baked it. They hand cut, you ever had a fucking burger on a hand cut bun? 
damn, that shit is good. You can, it's thick enough it absorbs some of the juice. You get a little bit of meat in your bun. Shit. But is it better than a lettuce wrap? With that freshness, you don't get bogged down like you do. That's one of the things. When you eat a whole ass bun, you get bogged down. That hamburger is lunch and a nap. When you eat a lettuce wrap, even if it's a greasy burger, you could go for a fucking sprint right after. You could run while eating a lettuce wrap. It's like a burrito burger. Anytime. Wherever you want. Your regular burger, it'll slide out the backside of the bun, especially if you're on foot. If you're, if you're hauling ass somewhere, it ain't staying together. And... You ain't gonna wanna keep running once you finish it. So, best bun for a great experience of a burger? Or, crispy lettuce wrap for athletic activity? You decide. <laughs> This weekend, UFC Fight Night, Holloway versus Rodriguez happened. There was a crazy heavyweight fight. It was uh, Rothwell versus DeLima. And they were fighting, as heavyweights do, throwing crazy punches, just trying to clip each other. Rothwell gets clipped, boom. He's kind of staggering, barely on his feet. And... DeLima comes up and keeps delivering punches. And Herb Dean, like the referee, dances in and out like he's not sure what he's going to do. And then grabs a hold of DeLima, which ends the fight. But then lets him go and lets the fight keep going for about another four seconds. Until DeLima, who then gave up, he felt Herb Dean's arms and he was like, Alright, we're done fighting. I won, motherfucker, and Ben Rothwell didn't have a problem with the stoppage, but, boy, fucking old Herb, getting in the, getting in the way of some good old-fashioned punching, punching bag. That guy was first-team all-punching bag. Ben Rothwell, the first-ever Tuesday afternoon with Roscoe Witherspoon, First team all punching bag, Ben Rothwell. Good for that guy. He, he came out, fought hard for about 15 seconds, got hit in the face and said, I am out of here. Not doing this no more. Let me get my half of my paycheck and go. And then the main event, Rodriguez versus Holloway. Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. I don't know if they broke a record for the amount of strikes thrown, but they were probably goddamn close. They were punching, kicking, kneeing, elbowing each other right square in the face. They, they were going like two hogs in a in the brush, really. I was going to say in a mud pit, but they're usually pretty happy in a mud pit. Anyway, they were going at it, getting 
faces were getting cut up. The first two rounds, Yair was looking great. He was he was moving good. He was kicking Max Holloway's leg. And Max's leg started to look bad, and everybody thought he was going to have to switch stances. But he just kept eating the fucking leg kick. He didn't care. He didn't check it. He didn't nothing. He just kept throwing punches and getting kicked square in the leg. He did it the whole fight. All 25 minutes, didn't care. They said afterwards that, that he wouldn't even, like, after the adrenaline wore off and everything, he he wasn't on crutches. He was just walking around normal. So the guy's an absolute animal. And he lost them first two rounds. Face was kind of battered up. And then in the third, he started to get Yair's rhythm. I think he started to beat up Yair's legs enough to where Yair didn't didn't really want to kick no more. He wasn't kicking quite as much. But he was still throwing, it's fucking Yair Rodriguez, the Taekwondo Mexican. He jumped, spin, kicks dudes in the side of the head. He flying elbows, he's spinning back fists. And he was doing it all. And a lot of it landed on Max Holloway. You got to give it to a guy like Max Holloway with that kind of chin. That guy's chin is made out of the same shit Mount Rushmore is. He sturdy. You got to blow it up in order to get get the face off it. You know? You can't take his face off his head. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for next week's edition of Tuesday Afternoon with Roscoe Witherspoon.